Welcome, namaste, and blessed be. This is It's Not Magic, a metaphysical podcast. Here, we discuss the world unseen and answer your questions. So find a comfy seat and grab a drink as we dive on in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, my name is Brandy. My name is Tressy. My name is Simon. And today we have our very first ever special guest, Miss Jen Drinker. Yay! Yay. Say hello, Jen. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. You guys sound so professional. <laughs> you do. It's all good. We never sound professional. It's it's yeah, all gravy. Um, <laughs> um, so Jen comes to Clarion Sage Apothecary once in a while and does her our past life regression um, here at the shop. Um, and so we've got her on today to kind of do a little bit of talking about that and what it is. Um, Tress, have you had any interaction with past life regression before? I have not actually, uh, had any interaction with past life regression. I tend to keep things in the present moment, right. not looking back or forward, but I am exceedingly curious and cannot wait to hear, um, what it's all about and Absolutely. get a, a, a deeper dive into uh -huh. it. Audio. Um, so, <laughs> Simon, uh, do you have any kind of knowledge on these things, being our resident novice? Are, 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 are my, your resident ding-dong? No, um, no, never. Does the movie Spirit count? <laughs> For those who don't know what that is, can you kind of... Um, from my understanding, if I'm not botching it, that was uh, one of the, like, early 2000s Disney movies that talked a lot about Native American culture. Um, and uh, a lot about reincarnation and spiritual, um, you know, revisiting. I feel like it is probably not that um, right. related, but about as much as I know about well, it. Well, we will pass the floor over to Jen. Jen, we will probably interrupt you once in a while with questions or comments. Um, but could you kind of tell us a little bit about... What you do, your knowledge, your training, and what past life regression is? Uh, sure. This is kind of a big topic for me. Um, so just a little bit of background. I have a BS in psychology and an MA in psychology. Um, I kind of came into my spiritual practice, like, in a sense, like others, I always had this feeling of um, being connected to more than what is uh, as a young child. Um, of course, we all have that God center. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's I'm already starting starting to kind of you're already going to kind of start to see like where I fall in this, which is um, I kind of consider myself to be like a bridge between spiritual practice and ethical psychological practice. Um, and my real interest is where the intersection of those two things lies. So I'm not quite as woo as your typical woo people, and I'm not quite as like research and science based as your typical science people say I've kind of found myself in this strange area in the middle um so you're but, woo not woo woo huh <laughs> like I, I've had some really woo experiences uh, but <laughs> uh, saying that and I'm thinking about the time like Orion stepped into my house and I'm like yeah what are you talking about you're pretty woo but <laughs> <laughs> nice 
I think yeah, we all but, are, everybody is to an extent, honestly. So I don't think it's as weird as people make it out to be. And I think that that's something um, that's really interesting. And for me, I, you know, I went, I went about studying this in grad school. Um, I kind of floated between the parapsychological realm of studying like um, unusual experiences and also like studying trauma and counseling methods and things like that. And I found myself fascinated by both. And I, I remember, you know, kind of looking at the research for parapsychology and things like that and being very frustrated that we're still using the scientific method and that we can only inch forward. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh man, like you're giving me a tiny, tiny brush, but I want to use a roller to paint this whole wall, you know, like, and, and thinking like, okay, this isn't going to be the right path for me. So I've kind of, um, I had like a really big spiritual awakening in 2017 when my husband passed away and you know, I kind of threw everything at it and, and he said, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this in the most healthy way possible. I'm going to explore, you know, not only psychologically with trauma healing, but also like the spiritual, you know, presence. Like I want to talk to him, right? Like I want to, I want to see how I can engage with this, this new, new found standing between the realms kind of veil lifting state that I found myself in as many do are really close to death like that. And, um, and in that practice, I, I explored so many different spiritual modalities. And one of the ones that I explored was past life regressions. And past life regressions is a very uh, small part of my practice. It's not even the thing I do that most, but it is the thing I do with you guys. Absolutely. I also, yeah. So I also see clients for, um, for spiritual guidance, for trauma recovery. I, I do a lot of uh, tarot. I have like a monthly tarot subscription. Uh, tarot is probably my favorite tool to connect. And then I also am in a shamanic apprenticeship, which I don't know if I'll ever open up doors to clients around that, but it's definitely informed my practice. And I, I guess that's the main thing I want to say is that like, um, if you ask me like, what's the main thing that you do? I think it's my passion is really in providing trauma informed um, spiritual services to my clients and i'm now kind of starting to expand that into i don't know what it's going to turn into like a course or a school or something like that where i can teach other practitioners to have this kind of trauma scaffolding um because when we start in spiritual practice one thing that occurs and you've seen this in some of the groups i've held uh you know trauma spills out it's it's there in every aspect of our lives and then whenever we break open in any kind of way it's going to come up and um, I'm really passionate about there being safe spaces for in, informed practitioners and informed spaces where we can hold this trauma, whether it's a 10 minute terror reading and someone's crying or whether it's a deeper experience like clear our pathway progression. We're really digging into some generational and past life trauma. You know, it's like, that's, that's what I, I care about. So. Right. Well, I know um, with the, past life that you've done here at the shop, I have been part of two of three of them, um, myself personally, and it has really opened up doors, right? So I was even telling you about that, and I think I've told you, Tressie, mm -hmm. um, just the difference that it has made in me personally on a day-to-day -day level, because I was able to answer questions I never thought that I would even know the answer to. It's like you go back and you see things and you experience things. And I had no idea that there were answers to why I am alone in my current life, you know, 
I thought it was just what it was, but it's not. There's so much more to it. And as a layperson and someone that hasn't really experienced uh, your past life regression sessions, can you explain to myself and anyone listening exactly what you mean by past life regression? Because I, as I understand, it's not just a past life. It could skip around. Am I, am I wrong in assuming that? No, you're not wrong at all. So um, I think that's kind of the lens under which people understand it. And again, we tend to use words that people can kind of resonate with. And I think past life is something that, you know, it's kind of simple to say, but you're absolutely right in that during a regression. Um, and it, it very it very much can feel like a regression because of the particular induction that we use, which asks us to go back. But um, a lot of what happens, at least I'd say in a third of, of the sessions is that people um, sometimes bounce around. They might go to the future. Um, and when I do the group regression, which is a lighter regression than an individual regression, doesn't take as long. I'm, I'm leading a whole group. We actually intentionally go to the future. We do a past life, we do a future life, and we do kind of a meet your guide. Um, and But when I'm doing an individual one and I am saying go back, Sometimes people do bounce around to the future. Sometimes people bounce around in parallel kind of time, linear time. And they'll say like, oh, I'm also experiencing life right now as a tree or something like that. And it's like a dual experience I'm having. Um, some people, you know, experience themselves as things outside of time, um, ethereal beings or even gods and goddesses. I've had <laughs> quite a few uh, goddesses come through in a very short period of time. It's very strange in 2020. I had like six people back to back who were goddesses. And, um, you know, it's just, it's really interesting to see how spiritually these things are grouped and, and how, how things are coming through. I'll sometimes do um, four or five clients um, in a row who will have a very similar experience, um, similar traumas and things like that. Um, I, I personally, my spiritual belief is that, you know, there's kind of like a Jungian collective unconscious that's floating around and we're kind of tapping into this together, right? Like, and, and this is the flow that we're in right now. And, and this is what's needed for all of us to kind of participate in this global healing. So it's, it's never anything um, completely linear. And I don't know if that's, True for other practitioners, I believe it probably is for the ones that are fairly open to having um, whatever experience comes up. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but absolutely, it can definitely be more than just Yeah, that absolutely does, because when we hear the word past, people think that it has to go back in time. But I completely agree with you with a stream of consciousness and things possibly happening all at the same time, uh, which allows us to dip in and out of these different lives that we've experienced. So thank you. <laughs> you actually what? got her really excited. I know you can't see her. She either. was over here going. She's ah. over here like <laughs> jumping up and down. <laughs> um, so you're probably the of it and like the, you know, just the fact that time isn't, not fact, you can't use that, but like the theory that time isn't linear in the mm -hmm. first place. You know, so that, I think you and in believing that you're going to have that experience as well. Yeah. Awesome. It's true too. So um, something that we touched on in our last group session, um, we had um, certain clients that weren't able to see things, but they were still able to experience things. So I kind of wanted to see if you would touch on that, just how people's experiences vary and, and can people, because not everybody can necessarily see 
into the past or, or into the present or, or the future, I mean, um, and, and what, how that differs because you see so many different clients. This is another like topic that is very loaded for me and I try not to make it loaded for me because I've had to do so much personal work around it. And, and, and I think that's kind of my answer in general is that, you know, um, we're showing up as a person in this body and this experience and we're showing up with a whole set of predetermined beliefs about ourselves, about what is possible, um, about just so many different things. Right. And I mean, the first step, of this and I'll tell like people will call me and say like you know I'm thinking about a path life regression but I'm not sure if I'll be able to see anything or things like that and like you know I'm I'm really like could they even do this experience I mean first of all I have to say like my hat's off to them because they already they're already in the place where they believe that they can't you know what I mean it's like it's kind of like even moving from any kind of lack mindset it's really hard to manifest any kind of experience or abundance that you would want and you know, I kind of see these people as like my role in their life is to like give them a little, like just give them the next step, right? Like just give them like a little bit, a little taste of it and, and just take them to the next step. It's not my role to maybe, um, I, I mean, I don't really have any power over it. It's something I've had to surrender to and that no matter whether I go in there and I push them or I, I'm as gentle or whatever, there's no approach to it. Like I just have to surrender to the fact that I'm here to let them take a baby step. And that step might be just being in the room. That step might be just having the, the phone call with me um, to hear someone on the other side say, I hear your fears and you can do this, but now might not be the right time. Um, you know, I always say like, you have to, there's a lot of work of getting out of your own way before you have an experience that almost entirely relies on you. You know, I'm, I'm only opening the door. Like I can't, I wish I could get into your body and help you have that, but I haven't found a way to do that yet. And uh, yeah, so I'm also very protective of people. I don't, I, I really, I really turn a lot of clients away. I don't want them to come and have you know, like a disappointing experience if they're not ready. But what I will have is a, a long conversation with them about where they are in their spiritual process and what maybe they need to work through to become open to this kind of um, experience because it really does require a surrender. And we're not comfortable with surrender. A lot of us have a lot of trauma around surrendering. And um, it, spiritual practice like these requires surrender. And that's just something that you kind of have to do the work around. You can do it in experientially in the practice, but that goes back to what I'm talking about with like trauma informed practice. I don't want someone to come in and, and, you know, really be in a situation where they feel like they've had to surrender more than they're, <laughs> they're ready for. So. Right. And that I, that I just, makes so much difference because unfortunately there are practitioners out there that are just about making that dollar and they don't care and and it could be so damaging um if you aren't ready um to step yeah. into that i'm very happy to hear that you have a, a large a psychological background as well because i i know you read tarot i do as well um and just the fact that it's more of a therapy session and therapeutic uh is something that i kind of highly preach 
that we're here to experience and talk about uh, things that involve you, not not silly future things or right. winning the lottery or anything like that. So in your regressions, and you say you get a lot of trauma pulled from that, how much of your psychological background bleeds into helping people with this trauma and healing after a session? Because I can only imagine that it pulls out a lot of feeling and a lot of understanding. And there's a, a good bit of step down you have to do after pulling trauma out. Uh, so I'm just wondering how much your background helps with that. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's definitely huge. I mean, it's probably about 60 to 70 percent of, of, of what I'm doing is leading into my background. When I do individual sessions, um, for example, a past life regression, we spend two hours um, talking before we even go in to the hypnosis part. Um, so I have to be trained in holding space. I have to know how not to like react when I'm hearing some of the most horrible stories um, you know, on the face of the planet because these people are telling me about their lives. And, you know, I, I, I dig deeply into my counseling uh, background to, to hold that space and to, um, you know, empathize in, in ways that feel um, like I could still hold space without making it about me and, in my experience of their story. And I just, I have to create such a safe, um, trusting container in order for someone to surrender, the level of surrendering that's required to do something like channeling a past life um, under hypnosis. If you don't trust me, nothing's happening. Um, I, I love that you said that. You have must have an amazing presence. Uh, again, I know we've we've met, but I haven't experienced one of your sessions. And to be able to hold that the entire time and hold someone's hand and walk them through that is an amazing skill, not only from your psych, psychology background, but also for your own spiritual journey. So props to you for being able to hold that space. And I love how you said that. Uh, so thank you. And this is absolutely what I'm moving into wanting to teach other spiritual practitioners. I don't think this is this is something that you have to get a master's degree to learn. I think um, some some training in trauma that's kind of would be helpful. Uh, I don't want to say required because I'm not a gatekeeper, but would be helpful for spiritual practice. Now, on so, on the subject of that, though, you know, as as the resident uh, know nothing. What would you say are some practices that are common in the profession that you do that you think personally probably isn't the right direction or not the um, doesn't align with your approach for for these types of issues? Like, do you see a reoccurring theme for a lot of people who work with uh, life regression practices where it's not necessarily a healthy or accurate way of doing it? Um, I mean, I see it on both sides of the field. There have been people with licenses as counselors that are the worst people I would never recommend anyone to go and sit down with in a million years. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, just it's, it's on both. It's everyone. It's everywhere you look. It's in every profession. There's, there's people who are unethical and just really want to get their point of view across. They're not surrendering to anything. They're not listening. They're not holding space. They're doing more damage. And I mean, that's in every field. It's in past life regressions. It's in ther it's this licensed therapy. It's licensed psychologists and psychiatrists. You know what I mean? It's, it's every single field. It's um, um, every 
like it could be anywhere and it's really hard i think and i think you know in a situation where we're so saturated with so many influencers and so many people just kind of pouring into these kind of fields self-help is very popular right now it can be so hard as a person going to seek out a practitioner to find someone who's going to hold them ethically and and really care about them and their experience and and I just my heart goes out to that and I haven't found there's not really a way to sell yourself and to get in front of people that's ethical so it's like um, (laughs) it's very true it's like a catch-22 right so the best you can do is just I think um, keep leading with that and and try to try to be as good of a person as you can in it Um, because desperately needed ethical practitioners desperately needed so so for my my last question um again you're a tarot reader as well as past life regression do you ever see the two practices kind of bleeding over or into each other uh you as a reader would be different as me as a reader so do you ever feel that that pulls or connects in some way you can see my smile right now because this is like uh Absolutely. Um, so my absolute favorite tarot practice to do for people is past life tarot. So I actually, um, you know, I read a, a study recently about channeling that said 71% of us have have channels. Like it's, it's a huge meta study they've done at the IONS um, Institute. And anyway, so 71% of people actually have had a channeling experience. But one thing she said was that each of us have a, a separate and a different one, like different snowflakes, right? And my particular one, comes through a lot with tarot and especially with past life tarot, I can sit there and I can channel an entire past life for a client, like within an hour using the tarot, walking to walk through the life and give me the details, but I'm also hearing and seeing images. Um, and that I love doing that. It's so much fun. It's my favorite thing. Um, so I, I have found a way to, to kind of bridge the two together. Um, yeah. I love hearing that because I do find tarot to be a great uh, mirror to put up to help amplify and channel any abilities that anyone has. So thank you for sharing that with me. (laughs) Well, um, are there any other questions? We're good. Okay. Well, Jen, thank you so very, very much for joining us today. We really, really appreciate you. Um, is how do people get hold of you if they would like to book a one-on-one session or learn more about what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So, um, everything I do right now that that's published and ready to go is on my website. Um, it's jendrinker.com, J-E-N-D-R-I-N-K-A-R-D.com. You can also find me. I'm very active on Facebook because I'm old. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Wow, We're not that old. Okay. I mean, the rest of us are on Facebook. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, and we will absolutely link um, all of Jen's stuff down um, in our description for this um, set for this Words with letters. Guys. Words with letters. Oh. <laughs> and if you have questions, uh, not only for us or for uh, any of our guests that we have on the podcast, you're more than welcome to send that to its.not.magic at gmail.com. And that's magic with a C-K. With a C-K. Yeah. Remember, magic is all around us, but not everything is magic. You got to find it for yourself in the little moments. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you next time.